Hey, what's up, y'all? It's Whitley, and you're tuned in to another Wondering Whitley session. So, I don't really have a topic per se today. As you all know, if you tuned in yesterday, I'm starting 365 days of just talking, adding value, and being here on this podcast. So, some days, is I don't know really what I want to talk about, but I kind of know the ballpark. So I will say this morning and really a couple of mornings in a row, I've been waking up and it's really odd. I've been waking up with this very clear stream of consciousness as if either I was thinking the thoughts that I was thinking as I woke up in my dream or like I was really having this full on conversation just very clearly in my head, but it was an unconscious thing until I actually woke up. And I think it's really weird because I'll lay in bed and I'll just continue to think about it. I'll continue to allow this conversation to happen in my head. If you're a fan of Insecure, you know, and <laughs> Her her inner self is talking to herself in the mirror. That's kind of what it feels like, like this inner dialogue where I'm really just having this full on conversation, this this full on thought process. And I've been waking up a couple of mornings like that. And so this morning was no different. And this morning I woke up and what was on my mind was this term called market research. And if you built a business or had to do a business plan in a formal sense, whether in school or that's something that you learned about from listening to people who have built businesses online, usually market research consists on looking at the market to see where whatever service that you're adding to the marketplace, how it values to people, like where do people put place value on it? If you're selling a product, how much are many, how how many companies are selling the same thing? How are they selling it? Who are they selling it to? And what communities is it in? Are you all doing business alike? What makes you different? And those are the things that you do market research for because you're trying to see where is there space in the market for what you're doing? Or is there space? Is there a need uh, based on what's already out there? Because in theory, you don't want to create anything that nobody really values. And so you're, you know, I, I, I always say there are not too many original ideas. There are usually innovations to ideas. And so I got up thinking about market research this morning. And my thought towards market research was when you look out, you think about how many other people are kind of doing what you're doing inevitably like I'm a dance educator how many dance educators are there in my neighborhood then in my city then in my state then in the country then in the world you know that number gets bigger and bigger and bigger how many content creators are there how many people are in the fashion industry how many have started a business on YouTube you know you think of all these people where it makes you feel like, well, is there room for me? Do I need to copy what somebody else is doing because they were successful in this model? Or should I stick to the way that I'm doing it? Or should I kind of mesh both? 
And when I thought about this term market research, something just came over me and said, Whitley, do what you feel is right. And I don't know if that's the best <laughs> advice, you know, that I would give myself, but I'm just going to go with it. And the reason I'm going to go with it is because when it comes to my work, I've always been a person who has followed that inner inner movement to go in a certain direction that people wouldn't necessarily think is traditional. Like me as a dancer, my dream at first was to dance behind Beyonce. That's all I saw as actualizing being a dancer. I knew that I could teach naturally. Like I started off probably at 17, 18, teaching like little kids, little babies. And I was very good at it. And I did it for, on the side. I taught middle schoolers. I taught really all age groups just throughout the years until now doing it full time. And it's something that I knew that I liked to do, but I kind of like to do it on my own time. I never really saw myself as a dancer if I became a teacher. I only saw actualizing the dream of a dancer if I was actually performing. And so, of course, my dream has evolved to, to being in different spaces. And I love being a dance educator. But what I had to realize was I was naturally always going the educational route. Like I had a full scholarship to ADF, which is American College Dance Festival and American Dance Festival. And it's held during the summer times in Durham. Uh, I think it's North Carolina in Durham, North Carolina. And so many famous choreographers go there who have been on Broadway, who have done big things. And one summer, the summer that I was graduating my undergrad program, I got accepted on a full scholarship and I got a work study. And I also applied to a dance internship where I was going to be able to dance, take some classes like after work, but I was going to be working with their summer youth program on dance education, seeing how they put the camp together and all of those good things. And when I told certain people that I was going with the internship instead of going to ADF, you know, as a dancer, they're looking at me like, what? Why? <laughs> Why would you want to go and work at a dance nonprofit and not take this opportunity? A lot of people may want, especially on full scholarship. But to me, I didn't fully understand it, but I was getting pulled more toward I'm very interested in, in developing my skills outside of physically dancing. Yes, I, I want to become better at my dancing, but this opportunity allows me to train and take classes and develop these other business-like skills. And that has always been attractive to me. And I did that for like three summers in a row where uh, the next summer I worked at a camp in Pennsylvania in the Poconos, which was super fun. Then the next summer after that, I also, again, auditioned for another dance intensive to this place called Deeply Rooted. They're a very well-known dance company in Chicago. And I got accepted, but then I also applied to a dance uh, internship again as a dance educator in Martha's Vineyard. And I ended up going with that option. And again, I'm so thankful that I chose that route. Now looking at the skills that I rely on most in 
my everyday experience as a dance educator, as a teacher, and then also developing my own brand and my own business. And so I reflect on those moments like moments like this when I woke up with this whole market research thing on my mind is because like I told y'all yesterday, I'm very, I'm private in a sense, but I'm also, I also find myself so invested in the work that it's hard sometimes for me to step outside of it and share what I'm doing. Not that I'm just scared to share what I'm doing or think somebody's going to steal my idea or, you know, cut me off at the past because you can't stop the oil that God got running on me. And I'll say that to anybody if you're anything like me. You know, yes, protect some of your ideas, incubate some of your um, things that aren't just ready to be shared. I, I believe that's that's important. But if it gets to a point to where, you know, I just want to share this to hold myself accountable. I want to share this because I'm in a part where it just feels I feel safe enough to where I share it can't nobody tear this down can't nobody deter me from what I'm doing and there are certain things that I feel that way and so one of them I told y'all my goal how I want to create content for the next 365 days well a part of that goes into I know that no school district can pay me what I feel like I'm worth and the amount of investment I make in myself is education. I was just on a Zoom call today because I'm working on another certification and these things cost. And I'm doing all of these things to continue to develop myself as an artist, as an educator, and to really invest in my knowledge. I'm really adamant about adding value to myself because it'll get to a point where People going to have to pay me my value, but I know to me, this is me um, working a job I love while also I know that no job that I'm not in control of can ever pay me what I feel like I'm worth. And I think that's a lot of people's jobs. Like imagine how long doctors and lawyers go to school and if they wasn't on full scholarship, they're paying debt back and even their job for the amount of value they're bringing to people's lives, like even a six-figure income, I feel like doesn't do justice <laughs> to what those professions can be getting paid. And so they may invest their money in real estate or the stock and things like that to bring in passive income. And that's where my mind is, just how do I create more passive streams of income? Because inflation, even in Dallas, <laughs> You know, like people are moving here. So the cost of living is going up, but wages are not going up. They're staying the same. So what would have been a very comfortable salary to our parents, you know, about a decade ago is now it's like you're still you still can be living check to check, especially like if you want to, you know, pay for your luxuries and keep your nails and hair and things did. And so. I find myself in that space like, look, I need some passive income. And one of the things that I see people are doing is they can make that online. It's people who are making six figure incomes just from posting on YouTube because they get so many subscribers and people who enjoy and taking their content. And I told myself, I feel like I have something to say. I think I have something of value that people want to hear. I think my story is interesting as I tell it and share it. 
I think if I would have had someone talking to me, kind of how I talk to myself or I talk to my girlfriends at certain ages or certain stages, just sharing information or even encouragement, that would have been valued and feeling like I'm doing this on my own or finding information later. And so I say all of that to say part of my 365 day challenge to myself is really building that consistency and wanting to build my audience here on YouTube, on Spotify, because when you build your subscribers up to a certain amount, I still don't know how that works. I haven't took any YouTube courses or anything like that. They'll pay you because YouTube feels like you're offering value. You're keeping their platform active by bringing more people to their platform to engage with your content. And so they're going to pay you because you're bringing value to them. And to me, that's market research, understanding that the value that you give is what you'll get back. And I have also picked up photography, which I'm naturally good at. I was always kind of doing it on my phone. And now I'm trying to develop it as, as a skill. So I watch a lot of videos. I practice a whole lot. I take people who have seen me lately. I take this camera everywhere. <laughs> I bought myself a new lens for my birthday, which was not a, a, a cheap investment, but it's something I want to make a skill. But at the same time, that's not passive income. Once I start getting paid and things for events, I still have to show up to create income and so to me a part of building wealth and a part of you know being able to get more financially free is having income that comes in when I'm asleep that comes in whether I'm actually working all the time or not that I don't always have to show up for and one of the ways to do that to me is getting on here, sharing information, sharing value, having conversations and building my audience. So that's what I want to do in the next year with the hopes, well, with the confidence that this time next year, I'm going to be able to say, hey, y'all, this is the value that I'm getting back from being consistent for, for a year. And I got that blueprint from one of the YouTubers that I watch and I remember he had been on YouTube for some years and I remember back in 2019, he made a video and he was like, I'm going to start making a video every day. And this was before, you know, the situation that we in, everything went on lockdown and he was making one video like a year or so later. And he was like, you know, I was able to replace this income from going and doing retreats and going out and talking and traveling to now I get to work from home and me giving value on my channel has increased my income three, three times the amount. And so, of course, I'm not doing it for money. I feel like what I'm doing is purposeful. If you've been following me for a while or look at any of my old or past episodes, like you'll be able to see. Like, I love what I talk about. <laughs> I love, I got to have passion behind anything that I do. But in reality too, we also, <laughs> I, I don't want to be in survival mode all of my life. And so one of the things that I hit on yesterday is getting out of the mindset of a lack mindset. In a lack mindset, 
I know for me, coming from the black community and how I grew up, like you're constantly in survival mode, meaning you always just got enough. And even when you are doing, you can be doing financially better than your parents were and things like that. The mindset kind of still carries the mindset can still kind of carry on and make you forget that life is more than just going to work and paying bills or working hard for money. And, you know, a lot of people who work hard, who are still broke. And so I don't want to be one of those people who who was working hard and always getting up, going to work and then still feeling like I have nothing to show for it. And so, again, I keep saying this passive income is one of those things where I'm challenging myself to get out of the mindset by doing things that, oh, this feels good to me. It don't feel like work and feeling like that's still valuable. And so I don't know who that's for, why I went on that tangent, but I did. So if you are being pulled in a direction to do something that you do naturally or share your story or to start something, I believe a All of us got something that we can teach or something that we can say, and it may not be through a YouTube channel. It may be through an ebook. It may be through your Instagram. It may be through reels. It, it, It may be through a different medium, but all of us have something that we can share that because you do it naturally, you may not see value in it, but there is value in it and somebody will pay you for that value. Actually, there's a whole community that'll probably pay you for what you do well. I know I just went on a tangent right there, but going back to my thought process this morning of the market research, the lesson that I'm kind of extracting from that and I'm still kind of thinking about this concept is sometimes it's easy to get caught up in the way somebody else did something or the lane in which somebody else took. And I'm all for, you know, looking at other people's blueprint until you find your own. But it's that until you find your own that I want all of us to focus on, because I think the blueprint that somebody else created, you have to understand that they're only even able to see their own blueprint and tell their own blueprint because they had to figure it out in the process and they're they're able to put their blueprint together in hindsight and you have to realize you're doing the same thing so you're grabbing and you're taking and you're looking out at what's effective of what other people is doing but then you still have to walk your own path and what that's that looks like like going back to the path that I've chosen with my career nobody could have told me that I'll be that I could have worked at the university I work at so quickly. Nobody would have told me I'd be a middle school teacher. Nobody would have told me I would have gotten and lived in the places I lived in an amount of two or three years, um, the places that I was traveling. But that was me kind of following my own path and not what other people expected of me. I was following what felt right. And so I was looking at my goals yesterday, which I wrote actually last year, And I put myself on a two-year program to reach these goals in 2023, which is why I only have one main goal, which is to kind of focus on this platform and building my content and being consistent with it. So I want to see myself just kind of focus on one thing, focus on doing well 
with what's in my hands and not too much looking at what other people are doing or if I'm doing it right or if this is the right lane. Because I will tell you this, yes, look out at what's important. Look to see if there's value for what you have. But understand that if you have a strong thought or feeling about it, if you can't get it off your brain or your head, and it's not a complete waste of time and you enjoy doing it, just put your hands to it and see where it goes. Sometimes it may not start off to be monetized, but then you never know. You look up and it's something that people are saying, hey, do you offer a course in that? Hey, do you sell that? Hey, do you make this here? You know, it'll start being requested and it'll come naturally. And then it's like, whoa, I didn't know that this was something that people would value in this way. So that's what I'm telling myself. (laughs) My market research is, is to look to see what's effective. This is part of why I started adding this visual component for you all who are on (laughs) Anchor, Spotify. You can't see that I'm looking at a camera here, pointing at the camera. But I started to add a visual component because I was like, I'm on YouTube a lot and I like watching visual videos, even with people who don't have a set structure. Like one of the main YouTubers I watch, he doesn't edit his videos, none of that. He just gets on his phone and talks. And so it's not super fancy. He did start really building his YouTube years ago, but also in 2019, just really taking it seriously. But To me, that's no different because I started wanting to put pressure on myself like, oh, I need a cool thumbnail or am I going to have to put all these titles and things on my video? Like I just told myself, no, that's not really my vibe. Maybe one day when I got a whole team doing this, but I'm a busy woman. I like to share conversations and I believe that the tribe who is supposed to be connected to me They'll appreciate the authenticity. There's another the woman that I watch. She just usually goes on Instagram lives and has been able to make an entire career out of that. And she she be cussing <laughs> all of that. She just she just go right into it. And she's usually talking about relationships and mindsets. But she's not sitting up editing her videos. Actually, her videos only get on YouTube because somebody screen records it and thinks it's valuable enough to share. So they probably making money on their YouTube from her videos. <laughs> so I say all of that to say, you know, there is no one way, you know, yes, look at other people's blueprint, but don't get caught up in feeling like you have to do it like the next person or you won't get to success. And really this message is for me because a lot of my close friends will probably call me a perfectionist or that I, I'm I'm about my work, I'm about my business. And so when it came to this creative space, which I think is a creative space, just kind of sharing my voice on the podcast, sharing my story, sharing my thoughts, I I started to put pressure on myself like it got to be like this. I got to create this. And it's like, no, like, yes, we care about the presentation. So when you go to my <laughs> Instagram page, Wondering Whitley, you're going to see it put together like I have a format, but I wanted it to be something simple. I didn't want it to be anything where I see a lot of people who have podcasts like they're offering 
they do like they take snippets from their video podcast and they put it on their story or they put it on their page and I'm like oh, I already got a format going I don't really want to do that and honestly I don't want to sit here and have to make those edits all the time unless I feel like it's it's really that worth it I'm just like my hope is that people will it'll come across somebody's page on YouTube or it'll come across somebody's Instagram and they'll see the picture they'll see the thumbnail they'll see it's on YouTube they like the title and they go to it because I'm not about to make all of those edits. And some people will be like, well, you don't really want to be successful. And I disagree because the main YouTubers I watch, they don't have all of those things. And they still have a lot of people following them who are committed to the value that they're bringing. And so me, I just want to focus on the actual content and the value. And I trust that the way in which I'm going, maybe I'll get to a point where, you know, I'm on a video and I got click here, click there, click there, click that. Like <laughs> maybe I'll get to a point where, and if you can't see me on, <laughs> on anchor, like I'm pointing in the air, you know how they do on those videos. Like I'm not about to do all of that. I'm super busy right now. This is my last day off. And again, if you know, if my friends who know me, like, when school is in, when my schedule is on, like, I'm not about to be sitting up, you know, doing all of that and then adding photography and stuff to my plate. You know, that does take time when I'm uploading videos and creating videos for uh, different clients. Like, I'm not about to add that to when I just want to get on here and tell y'all some real stuff. <laughs> like, you're not going to be worried about what's floating in the air you're going to be wondering what she got to say today because I need some encouragement. I need some help or I need some affirmation from where, for where I am. And that's what I've been on my journey. So that's kind of what I'm about. And I say all of that to say, you know, if you're looking for something to be super polished, you need all those thumbnails, you need everything to be laid out in a certain way. You need, you know, if you need all of that, I think there are plenty of YouTubers. I think there are plenty of, podcast that'll fit your need for that but that's just not me and so I conclude this by saying be you follow your own blueprint understand that what's for you is going to be for you and I know that sounds super cliche but I think it's really true like Whatever you're being led to do or to give or to develop, like that is unique. Even if you feel like there are people in your space, in your industry who are doing the same thing, there is a specific lane just for you if you trust yourself and step into it. And there are people who are going to be connected to the exact way that you do it. Not to the way homegirl do it, not to the way this person do it, but to the way that you do it. And you have to trust yourself enough, even before you're seeing the fruit of that, that you're walking the right lane. Because I believe as long as you're doing it with integrity, as long as you're focused on the work, as long as you're putting your all into it for the right reasons, to me, you can't invest that amount of real authenticity, that amount of love, that amount of purpose, and not at some point be rewarded for that. So continue on, 
Be true to yourself. Be true to your journey. Be true to who you are and the way that you do things. Yes, look out to see what's effective and what works, but don't get caught up thinking that you have to do it a certain way or how somebody else do it in order to be successful. Don't be afraid to adapt. Like me, I'm adding this visual vi video component because I do see like this generation has a little bit of a short attention span. So I don't mind giving them that. And plus, I like to do I like to look at videos, you know, but I also am a learner. So I listen to different spaces. And so. Yeah, that's what I have for y'all tonight. You know, if this message is for you, you know, it's for you. Um, do your own thing. Trust yourself. And don't be afraid to create your own blueprint because you are your own market research. Just look at your life and how you consume content or how you buy and things like that. And yeah, I think you'll be good to go. So I love y'all so much and I will talk to you soon.